You're listening to Mr. Suave at MrSuave.com. Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. It's a mod, mod world. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. There's nothing like the game of baseball on a red hot summer day. There's nothing like the game of baseball. Say, Grandpa, bat, let's play. Rodman, Shaq, and Carl Malone Just give me Griffey and McGuire, Cal, and David Cohn There's nothing like the game of baseball
team. Our beat writers were saying we were the best they'd ever seen. But then Johnson broke a leg, and Smith really showed his age. We dropped four straight in Pittsburgh, heading into the all-star break. Coach Grady got the axe, and the bullpen was looking thin. We called up our top prospects, it still couldn't help us win. And we're so out of the Stop scratching himself. Kids? We'll tell you, Mom. You're listening to Mr. Swab's Mod Mod World at MrSwab.com. Welcome, fans, to Modcast number 494, calling this the Triple Play, uh, coming to you from Seattle, home of North America's saddest sports franchise, <laughs> the Seattle Mariners. No playoff appearance in 20 years now. Still not going to be one this year because uh, the prediction is for me that they're going to end one game out at the, at, of the wild card at the end of the season, which is pretty good for them, actually. I mean, to come within spitting distance like that's pretty good. Um, but what better way to celebrate uh, baseball season than airing the end of it with Modcast? And to do this justice, I am calling up a couple of ringers for the uh, Modcast three-man roster here at the end of the season. First up, a uh, guy who bats right and probably throws like a girl, but he holds the all-time Modcast guest hosting record, DJ Ken from the Shingles. How are you, Ken? Hey, I'm doing great, Rob. Uh, I don't throw like a girl. <laughs> I feel like Jenny Finch if, if I feel like a girl. 
tell you that. <laughs> All right. And batting cleanup because uh, I think he'll clean up whatever mess we make of this show. <laughs> it's a guy who knows a thing or three about writing sports songs. Uh, probably written more of them than anybody I know for sure. Perfect purveyor, pop punk, Mr. Mike Patton of Vista Blue. Glad to have you here, Mike. Thanks so much. Glad to be here. You guys are awesome. Love it. Yeah, I wanted to put a couple of things that I love together, which is baseball and music. And I know you guys uh, fit those categories as well. So here we are to talk a little bit about uh, both. It's good to All have right. you here. Thanks. Great to be here. We opened that show, this show. Uh, we had three songs there. Um, and the first one was Seth Swirsky doing baseball. And I pulled that up because it makes me think of the beginning of the baseball season because it's kind of... It's slower paced. It's like a hot summer day. And it's a great little power pop song, you know. Pretty cool. Uh, and then we had uh, something that is a little different for this show, I suppose. Harry Simone. Uh, Harry Simone Singers. Is that right, Ken? It's a beautiful day for a ball game. Yeah, it was like the singlets, I think, or something. Uh... The singlets. I don't remember. Now, is this the this is the one? Yeah, I do. A, I should say I have a Christmas podcast, and so Christmas music is near and dear to my heart. This is this person who does Little Drummer Boy, right? Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he had vocal ensembles and did instrumental stuff, and right. uh, I'm sure he put out a record every month uh, in the 50s and 60s. It was just <laughs> sure. he, he, he was a song mill. Um, this one just caught on to I, I I picked up from Dodger broadcast in the 70s, but I know other teams also uh, used it. Um, it's really corny. And it's of its time, and I love it. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of that thing that you have to clear your palate before, uh, you know, <laughs> something else. Uh, and that's something else. That third one there, well, that should be no stranger to Mike. That uh, <laughs> one of your earlier songs, I think, were out of the pennant race uh, from Vista Blue. And what was that? It was maybe 2015 or something? 2015, yeah. We did that for the All-Star break, 2015. So that was our second, our second release, yeah. Wow. Uh, my brother Todd mostly wrote that one. Uh, Todd was in the Loblaws with me. Todd, your, your fans may know Second Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Todd was in that band with Wyatt Funderburg. And uh, so he's an excellent songwriter himself. And he gave me that song. And uh, it, was, it was kind of half-written. I think it had a little bit something else in it, and I think I, I just kind of rearranged it or something. And um, he was going to sing it actually, and then we went to record, and he was sick, so I ended up singing it. But um, that that release was actually because my wife sings a song on that one, Johnny's going to strike out, and then um, and then Todd was supposed to sing that one. But yeah, anyway, he mostly wrote it. It's a great song. I think I added some of the lyrics. But so what you're saying is you Wally pipped your brother. <laughs> That's right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's uh, what's Wyatt up to these days? Oh, he does this excellent Beach Boys tribute band called yeah. Sail On. Yeah. And he has and, a podcast. I listen and the to the podcast. Pod- yeah, yeah, the Sail On podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's just, that's that's what he does, man. It's it's amazing. Yeah, I've been following him since he was a teenager. Yeah. Not in a creepy way. No, um. no. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people have. We met, I guess, uh, yeah, I guess he was 18 or so when we, when yeah. we met. Um, we played, he's from Starkville, and I was in uh, college at Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Um, and we hooked up for a show. I mean, we met on America Online and, you know. America um, online. I, and and the funny thing is about Wyatt, not to get sidetracked here, but he found me on AOL because I think I had super drag in my uh, <laughs> profile. And he was looking for super drag fans. And, oh, and that's, that's cool. I think I think that's how we met. And um yeah, and then like I said, our bands got together. Um 
you know, we uh, we met in Alabama for a Brian Wilson show. He played a Beach Boys song at my wedding. We went to oh, a Green cool. Day show. You know, just a lot of like yeah. we would meet up for stuff. I did a 9/11 benefit, and he drove down to play that in New Orleans, where I, where I'm from. Um, so you know, so we did a lot together, and then. Yeah, my brother Todd was in the Robinsons with me in New Orleans, and uh, when Second Saturday was getting going in Nashville, uh, they asked him to come up here and be the drummer. So that's kind of how we all ended up in Nashville. Was, was Wyatt moved up here to start Second Saturday, and my brother came to do that with him. So. Oh, that's really cool! Really yeah. cool. And he was in the Explorers Club for a little bit too. For now, yeah, he did that for a little while. Yeah. yeah. So. They have a new album out, I think. It's about to come out. Yeah, about to yeah. come out. Um, they've done tons of stuff. All of the all these people that you know want to be not want to be but uh love brian wilson and the beach boys and do this uh you know everything sort of sort of comes back to them in the end <laughs> oh yeah yeah uh, so here we are the end of the uh 2021 baseball season um most uh players and teams have survived without too many covid uh crashes i think there have been a few but not not anything that derailed the season, which is what I wondered might happen at the beginning of the year. Oh, it and, could have been uh, a lot worse for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, we we lost uh, right now. We're in the middle of uh, we lost our broadcasters. Really? In we LA, lost, we lost uh, Joe Davis and Oral Horsheiser. Uh, Joe came down with COVID, and uh, so they're isolating him and Oral. Uh, so wow. we've had a we've had a bunch of substitute teachers the past week. <laughs> <laughs> right when you're in the thick of things, too. <laughs> It's got to be killing them. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the Dodgers are what? One game back of San Francisco still? One game back and 14 up on the wild card, which I hope yeah. they don't play because if they play uh, the Cardinals in the wild card, they're going right to Right now. Yeah. Cards would yeah. run all, well, they run all over everybody lately, it seems like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That's that's rough. Uh, how is it being behind the Giants, Kim? <laughs> um, you know... <clears throat> Yeah, you got to hand to them. You know, I'm an avowed giant hater, but uh, they've they've been a fantastic team. Uh, you know, Posey, Crawford, those guys are all having career years. And yeah, you can't, in their mid 30s. You can't fault for you know what they've done. They put it together, and they they just have a little bit of magic. And uh, yeah, I'm hoping that uh, the Dodgers can somehow secure first place. But you know, they're in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens. That's that's. Uh funny i i love to follow the dodgers because of course growing up in southern california i was a big dodgers fan as a kid and uh when you live in seattle uh, at least since about 2001 there has not been a lot to be super excited about in the wet baseball <laughs> so you uh, win you win 116 games and then you lose to the yankees and i know it was uh, but that was a weird year too because of 2000 you know 9-11 at the end of the season the way that went yeah um, but yeah they won 116 games and those teams in the late 90s were always competitive for Seattle, of course, and all the big stars that came out of here then. Yeah. And then, you know, sort of crash <laughs> and burn over the past uh, 20 years. It's it's taken a lot for them to get back to even kind of mediocre now. But that's why we're fans. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know, over the years I've, I've realized that it's, for me it's more about the journey than the destination. Because right. only, only one team's going to win. And, uh, but... All 162 games, you know, I try to keep up with all of them. I, I don't always. But it's about that time that you spend just kind of wishing and hoping. And, you know, for every other team except for one, it's going to end in heartbreak. So. Yeah. Yep. So, Mike, you're in Nashville. And uh, you were, did you grow up in New Orleans? Yeah. I moved here in 2007. So I was uh, 30. So I lived in New Orleans for 30 years. 
And how do you end up a Chicago fan? Oh, just WGN. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just WGN, just watching it every day, you know. That's right. cool. Mainly, least... you know, starting in 1984 with a great year, you know, so I was seven and just a magical year, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and, well, it was mad, not quite magical. No, right. It didn't end <laughs> magical, but, but for the Cubs, it was it was pretty special. Um, got to Wrigley in 87, which was a terrible year for the team, but... Um, for me at that time, really getting into it, um, you know, Andre Dawson won the MVP. You had Sandberg. You had, so, I mean, you know, there were great players, Lee Smith. Um, but, you know, it was a bad year for the team. But that's when, that's the year I got to go there. So. Wow. Well, that's cool. Um, that was before they had lights, right? Right. They yeah, were still playing the, next the, year. the day games. That's yep. so cool. Did you see what uh, Conor McGregor said about Wrigley Field this weekend or this week? No, he was there. I know he threw out a pitch, right? Yeah. He, he said uh, Chicago land or into that area, Wrigley, Wrigley land is uh, like one big Irish pub with a baseball field in the middle of it. That's right. That's it. Yep. <laughs> and it very much is. Uh, I made the journey there. I, I went um, long so I was in Chicago for a couple of weeks right at the beginning of the season, like in 2003. And uh, so I went to the north side and the south side. And the north side was a lot more friendly. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, But uh, what a beautiful field. Wrigley Field is. It's amazing. And tiny. Really? Oh, it's tiny. Yes. Yeah. I have not made my way uh, to any not West Coast stadiums. I've never been uh, to any of the great parks uh, on the other side of the Mississippi or anything. And someday I, I hope I get to do that. I don't know. We'll see. Seems like I do a lot less traveling now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Let's... Uh, Let's jump back into some more music and we'll listen to a couple of songs and we'll come back and uh, talk about those in just a second.
girls seem so common A girl like you don't come round often You buy all stuff with holograms And I'm never gonna trade you in He treats his girls like they come in packs He pulls another of them off the stack He's never gonna take you home to meet his folks Just to stick you in between his bicycles Burgos, to do. 
Alfonso gets the bag for one. Alomar's relay. The triple play. The 2-2 on the way to Dan Wilson. And a swing and a high fly ball belted. Deep to left center field. And get out the ride, Brad. No, it comes down at the bottom of the wall. Wilson to third base. Get out the ride, Brad, of the mustard grab ball. It's going to be an inside the park home run. Wilson slides across safely by. First of all, I thought it was going to be out, and now for the first time in history, the Mariners have an inside the park grand slam home run. Ryan Braun sends it to left center and deep. Get up! Get out of here! Goal! And there is one out to go. One miserable, measly out. The Mariners one out away, one strike away from tying the greatest record. Cameras are out. And now Sasaki is set. And now the right-hander is to the plate with the 0-2 to A-Rod. Swing! And a foul tip into the glove of Dan Wilson, who hangs on to it. And no baseball team in history has ever won more games than the Seattle Mariners. Cubs win! What a lucky break! The good Lord wants the Cubs to win! Smith corks one into right down the line! It may go! Go crazy, folks! Go crazy! That ball here way back. He looks up. You can't put it on the ball! Yes! They would take a fly ball, they would love a base hit into the gap, and they could win it with junior speed, the stretch. And the 0-1 pitch on the way to Edgar Martinez. One on the line, that would be a line for a base hit. Here comes Joy, here is Junior to third base. They're going to wave him in. The throw to the plate will be late. The Mariners are going to play for the American League Championship. I don't believe it. Ground ball to shortstop, the throw is to second, and again the ball sails past LaGrange into right field. The runners will score, and a cascade of boos rain down from the stands as clearly the fans' sympathy for this scrappy little no-arm man has run out. Now granted the throw was a little wide, but you gotta believe that a two-arm player would have made the catch. In fact, a one-arm player would have at least had a shot at it, which calls to mind the question once again, why, with all the two-armed youngsters waiting in the minor leagues, does this team stick with an armless second baseman? And he hasn't had a hit in ever. In ever, Jerry. In ever. You're listening to Mr. Suave at MrSuave.com. A show so big, a half hour can't contain it. 
we're back. Bottom of the second inning. The triple play. Modcast number 494. We're talking baseball. Baseball songs. Sort of whatever. That last one was not necessarily a baseball song, but it was a great door opener for us to have a baseball discussion. Uh, Mike, that was a song you brought to the table. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm a Cubs fan, as we talked about, and uh, that's a Liam Gallagher track that I love, and I think that it really speaks to situations like the one that the Cubs are in. You know, it's like um, we thought that we had a dynasty. You know, we thought, right. as Ken was saying, we thought Bryant was going to be in that uniform forever, Rizzo would be in that uniform forever. Yeah. And yeah, as it turns out, you only got to do it once. And look, once is enough. As a Saints fan, I got a Super Bowl, which, you know, my parents and grandparents lived for, you know, and, and I got that. <laughs> And, and I got a World Series, which 100, 100 years of people live for, you know. So, yeah, um, <laughs> it's it's fine. It's enough. It's as, as you talked about the Mariners, like you would love one, you know. So but it didn't turn out the way that I think people thought it was gonna. Um, and and I, I do. I just love the lyrics of that song. Um, there's a couple parts where, you know, where he says, like, it was easier to have fun back when we had nothing, I think is the first line of the song. And um, <laughs> it was. That's what people used to just go out to the game and sit in the right. bleachers and just have fun watching whoever was out in the field. No at the expectations. Time. Right, exactly. And so, and this is kind of what I'm telling my brothers. My brothers are White Sox and Reds fans. So they're wow. in the thick of it. Yeah. So the Reds are kind of dropping out now but they yeah, were in the yeah. thick of it for a while and and um it's more stress for them where for me i'm watching guys like frank schwindel and patrick wisdom hit <laughs> home runs and i'm just I, you know my main interest is like is ian happ gonna be a real player is he gonna swing around and uh is kyle hendricks losing it or can we depend on him so i mean mm. i'm just having so much fun watching my team this year um without the stress that we've had since 2015 knowing that this is a down year and hopefully we're gonna bounce back <laughs> Quicker, that, you know, they sooner. won in 2015. They won the World Series. They, 2016. 2016. 2015 okay. was when we made the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we, we were in the playoffs every year except 2019, lost on the last day of the oh, season yeah. to, to drop out. And then we're back in 2020, only to get swept by the Marlins. And, and, and look, <laughs> at that time, during that series, I said it's probably time. I, I, like, I understand I'd love to have Javi Baez and Chris Bryant and those guys in these uniforms, but for $400 million to resign Bryant, Rizzo, and Baez to strike out and to get swept by the Marlins? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. You know, we got Nico Horner. There's a lot of young guys that are going to come up, and, and I trust that the front office, Jed Hoyer mainly, is going to uh, be able to rebuild, I think. I mean, I, it looks like they're doing it right. And all these prospects that we got in that trade deadline is they're looking great i mean so you know prospects are prospects but well, that's good yeah someone did the research though yeah no i'm for it i'm, I'm fine like i said like that was i said it at the well, watching that team get swept on the marlins that wasn't fun uh to sit through a whole season in first place thinking your team has a yeah. shot and and to do that you know with the, the three main guys i think if you throw in schwarber i think they were like one for i don't know 16 or something Ouch. like that in, in the two game series yeah man talk so, about going cold at the wrong time yeah, well, and that's it. It's like good pitching is going to beat those guys um, when they're not hot, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that is brutal, though. And so when you're in the playoffs and you're facing somebody, and, and, and all the talk about dumping you Darvish, you Darvish could have thrown every game if we're not scoring runs in the playoffs. What's the matter? You know? Right. And yeah. he's not having a great year in San Diego. So. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, so I think I think the Liam Gallagher song, as it, as it turns out, you only get to do it once, you know? Yeah, so. oh, that was a good, something to think good, about. Good choice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I like that, uh, and it's true. 
um, <laughs> one time as a sports fan, I don't know, it's something you remember forever. Sure. And yeah. yeah. It's great. We The Mariners uh, made it to the American League Championship Series twice. They've never made it to a World Series. And they haven't done that, you know, for 20 years. They haven't been in the playoffs. So, um, longest dry streak in, in, I think, North American Major League Sports, anyhow. Maybe wider world than that. <laughs> wow. Pretty, pretty dry up here. Whereas yeah. in L.A., uh, it bounces back and forth between the Dodgers and the Angels, always in contention, usually. Um, the who? The Angels? Yeah, well, <laughs> it, it, they could. it's just uh, Tani, right? That's it. That's all it is now. Uh, well, you know, they have, they have him and Trout. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and, and you can throw in Rendon, but, uh, you know, the three of us could be in their starting staff, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, uh, pitching, anyway. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Otani though, man, he's gonna be MVP, don't you think? Pitching you know, and hitting. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal player, but I've always had this thing where I think the MVP should be someone from a team that's done well, not necessarily won at all or even won first place. But how much worse would the Angels be without Otani, <laughs> or how much better, you know, are they with him? Right. Yeah. Um, I think he's phenomenal, generational player. Uh, same with Tatis. But um, yeah, teams, so you think Otani can keep up the pace, of pitching and hitting every year, both, both. Uh, you know, he lost what a year and a half uh, to injury, uh, where he didn't pitch. I don't know. I don't know how durable he is. He's a young man. Um, he's he's a specimen. He really. Well, I mean, what's he got? Forty-five home runs now, or something? Yeah, he, he's, he's and he's insane. pitching. You know, eight inning. A night when he goes out there, he pitches pretty much, you know, practically full games. <laughs> it's crazy. He had a great game going recently, which I think he'd like, it was a two hitter or something, and they pulled him out in the eighth inning. They didn't let him finish. And a lot of people were mad. And I thought, man, that guy must have been so totally tired out by the time he got there. He'd also hit a home run that night. So, you know, <laughs> right. like he's busy. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like at the end of the season, he's going to have like some major, like, you know, relaxation to do. I mean, he's just, I mean, I can imagine he's got to be tired. Yeah, so no kidding. Uh, before the Gallagher song, we had two songs about something that I don't know if they even do anymore. Do they even make baseball cards anymore? <laughs> do you Actually, see Tops, Tops lost the, uh, the deal? They lost the deal. Major League Baseball is developing it with. What's the company they're going with now? I don't even remember. I think it was, was it, is it, yeah, I don't, was it a gambling company or no? Am I wrong about that? It, you know, it might be. Yeah, um, but huh. yeah, they, they yanked the business from underneath the top's feet, and that's got to hurt. That's top's bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what well, do you yeah, do they've now? been doing it for how long? Oh, it was, I mean, it was like 50 years or something. Yeah. 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 Right. Went back. Yeah. So we had uh, the Euchres, more than a hobby, and then right before that, Jeffrey Foskett, baseball card fever. Did you guys collect baseball cards when you were kids? I did a little bit. Uh, my, my brother did much more than I did. Um, I'm just, you know, I wanted to touch them and hold them, and you just can't do that with baseball cards. <laughs> so, <laughs> my, uh, I got a closet full of them right here. So, the problem is, and my wife loves this, is that like 
when my friends um, decide they don't need their baseball cards anymore, they give them to me. <laughs> so I've had three friends now um, bring to Nashville or mail to Nashville boxes of, of baseball cards. Um, wow. wow. So I have more than I, and I've, I mean, I've gotten rid of some over the years, but now it seems like I've ended up with even more because they're doing this. Um, I send them out with every like record. Like if I've ever sent you a record, you probably got baseball cards. With right. It. I just, I th- That's yeah, I cool. Throw them, yeah. I just throw baseball cards in, and I try to like match it up with the city of where it's ordered from. And most like <laughs> if it's, if it's like power pop guys, we get most of our orders, most of our physical sales are to power pop people. And I don't know if a lot of them are baseball fans, but like the pop <laughs> punk people, the pop punk people, I think are mostly not, um, yeah, I think with the power pop people, they might be, but pop punk people, I don't think they are. So I think they probably just get thrown in the garbage, but. Um, at least it's at least it's them throwing them in the garbage and not me. <laughs> right. Here, throw this trash away from me. This right. 89, 89 Don Rust, you know, whatever. Throw this away. Here's here's some upper deck garbage. <laughs> Why not you put right. that throw it out of the way in your city? You, you have any baseball card favorites or any that are worth uh, any money or anything? I really don't because like Ken said, like I would I would just play with them or, or like you know put them in rubber bands or like we put yeah, the teams yeah, together yeah. uh so i really don't have any uh i got a michael jordan that is not even the rookie it's like the next year i think um i got a shaquille o'neal that's a that's a rookie um but as far as like baseball no i mean i really don't i don't have anything uh my dad lost his collection in hurricane betsy in 65 oh, no. so uh yeah so i mean there was nothing like to pass down to me or anything um so yeah, just whenever we started in the early '80s, I just got all of that stuff. But not even like a Sandberg or a Ripken rookie that I would, you know, didn't even end up with one of those so that I would have wanted. But yeah, just boxes of, of stuff that no one really wants. The Griffey, <laughs> the Griffey rookie. I think I think I had. Remember, uh, Rob, you might remember I gave one away. Yes. This is when a friend, yeah, when one of my friends sent me his collection, there was the Griffey rookie was in there. Wow. And we did a Vista Blue giveaway with a pre-order. I gave away the, the upper deck King Griffey rookie. Wow. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I went to the local store. There. I went to the local store. It was on sale for twenty bucks. So there's a far <laughs> cry from what it was, you know, when it first came out. Yeah, yeah I'll bet. <laughs> All right. Well, we've got a, a few more songs that we can jump to here, and we'll get to those, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll close this out with the closers. How's that sound? Sure. Bring right. the heat.
1965 I wasn't quite alive yet But I'm told they gave the MVP To Zoli over Sias Believer hit the singles And Harmon hit the homers Mudcat Grant won 20 games But they didn't play in a dome yet The Dodgers came to Bloomington To play for the World Series The Twins took the first two You can even ask Vince Scully But Sandy Kovacs proved to be a bit too much to crack And the Twins went down at seven But they vowed that they'd be back From Nicholas to Hennepin From St. Paul to St. Cloud The Minnesota Twins are making Minnesota proud And we don't buy our titles So that summer's where we stay But these are grown men These are grown men These are heroes Please don't call them Twinkies In the fall of 87, I was pretty much in heaven I got my license and a girlfriend The twins had won a pennant I prayed more in the dome than I ever did at church Kirby Puckett had the smile Ken Herbeck had the smirk Of course we tamed the Tigers And we would tilt the cards And they came to the Twin Cities To try to make sense of our part It was loud and it was close And it went to seven games But the Twins took home the title And that sweet music played He died in the loop From the south side of downtown Minnesota Twins are making Minnesota proud So here let's make some noise Come on away those homer hankies These are grown men These are grown men These are heroes Please don't call them Twinkies Which team do you play for? 
Well, I I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's that love that's three feet above your ass. <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris. Hello, this is Pimlico, and you're listening to Mod Radio UK. back i'm here with dj ken from the shingles mike Patton from vista blue and uh it's uh getting close to the bottom of the ninth now we just had uh, a, a rally from a few songs there that last one was the baseball project sort of a baseball super group of all things uh <laughs> please don't call them twinkies yeah, and of course, I was uh, Craig Finn from the Hold Steady singing. I don't know if you guys were Hold Steady fans. I'm probably a bigger yeah. Hold Steady fan than Baseball Project, actually. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I just like that one. I'm not, I don't care about the uh, the Twins. I've never even been to Minnesota or anything. I don't, you know, they had some <laughs> good teams in the 80s. But here, the, recently, though, I was, I was telling my brothers, because the Cubs just played the Twins two games this week. And I said, as I said earlier, I'm having a lot of fun with this 2021 team. But enough is enough. We have no business beating the twins this week because we have to move up the draft board, right? We can't oh. we can't beat the twins and and they'll get the last laugh by being ahead of us in the draft. Sure enough, sure enough, don't call them Twinkies. They beat us. They slept us. So that's good. So yeah. the powerful Minnesota Twins helped Is us Nelson out with the draft. Cruz still with the twins? Oh, I don't even remember. Uh, Did he get the boomstick? God, he was with the Mariners for a long time and he could hit the ball a mile. And then he went to the twins, but now I think he might be in Toronto or somewhere. Yeah, I think so. Let's see. Yeah. Is that that was that that giant guy? Yeah. 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 Nelson the Boomstick Cruz. I mean, they uh, they tried oh. they tried to lose the games, but no. Nelson's in uh, Tampa. Is right. he in Tampa? Yeah. Now? Yeah. And he's got to be pushing forty, and he still hits you know forty home runs a year. <laughs> oh, and, and Tampa's ha having a year, man. Yeah. No kidding. Right. They they are a great team for for. You know, <clears throat> for having no money whatsoever or no no money spent, and the worst stadium in Major League Baseball, really, uh, and the ugliest, uh, inside and out. Um, you got to hand it to, to Tampa. They they somehow get it. To, I mean, you know, they almost won last year, and uh, yeah, they're a good team. And <clears throat> I don't know if the, the city of Tampa or Florida is going to help them out at all if they have to move. But uh, that place is just—it's it, a dump. Worse than the Oakland. Uh, on that level, uh, probably worse, because at wow. least Oakland doesn't uh, have beams that you can hit balls off of that, that screw up the whole, you know. <laughs> That's yeah. right. 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 
Yeah, it's um, how old is it? Do you know? Can't be that old. I mean, how long have they been around? Not even thirty years. Yeah, it's not. It's not terribly old. It's just badly engineered. Ba- badly engineered for baseball. Yeah. All right. Right before that, we had the very funky Vida Blue Part One by Jimmy B. I don't know if there's a Part Two, um, <laughs> but I do know there's another soul song about Vida Blue too, and um, I can't remember who it's by right now uh, it'll come to me but you got to be a pretty good baseball player to have two songs written about you like serious songs right not you know just uh, novelty tracks or something <laughs> <laughs> and then uh way up top there starting that little set out was the intruders philly soul love is like a baseball game 1968 1968 that was a pretty good year I was uh, I was still in nappers then, isn't that what they say? Um, but yeah, that's a great song too. Uh, I did so, a uh, I did a baseball episode for my radio show in April, and I, I had that um, not only both of the, the baseball project song we just played and that Intruder's track. I love that Intruder's track. It's great. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's a great song. Um, it's funny because there are not a lot of songs about baseball. But there are a lot of um, the people who play them are, tend to be like single-minded. Vista Blue, you guys do a lot of baseball. You've done other sports too, right. but um, that was one thing. And then the baseball project. I mean, you get these groups that when they're going to do baseball songs, they pretty much go all in. <laughs> right. It's like its own genre. It's yeah. It's pretty fun. Uh, yeah. And the Euchers, my friends, uh, who we played earlier. Right. The, yeah, they're all baseball. So. Do they do anything that's not a baseball song, the Euchre? No, that, that's just a baseball project. That's uh, Brandon runs. Um, he runs. Um, oh man, what's the record label? <laughs> uh, I should know this. I'm sorry, uh, but it, he lives in Wrigleyville. I mean, he lives in Chicago. He's a friend of mine. And then um, Jeremy, uh, his friend, he lives in Nashville. And so um, I knew Jeremy, and then that's how I just I went out to some of the recording sessions, and that's kind of how Vista Blue started. Um, they had all these great baseball songs and I went, I was like, Oh, I can, so I started writing baseball songs and sending them to them, but they write a ton themselves. So they didn't really need my junk. And so, uh, when we decided to start Vista blue, I told my brother, I was like, well, I got like 12 baseball songs that I wrote, so we could do that <laughs> first. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool. With a name like Euchre's, you have to kind of be focused on one thing, I guess. Yeah. Their first album is a uh, rocket to Wrigley. And so it's basically just Ramones, you know, baseball music. So nice. Yeah, so people should check that out. So it's a Mooster, I'm sorry, it's Mooster Records, by the way. I, I just said Mooster. Yeah, Mooster Records is the label that Brandon runs. Uh, so yeah. Um, how did you come up with the name Vista Blue, Mike? Oh, that's uh, the ballpark that we played for growing up, like in the neighborhood, our playground. There were it was just Vista Park. Uh, the Vista Bucks is what we were. Um, and then if we had too many teams, then you had to pick a color. Right. And so our, our colors were red, red, white, and blue. So if we just had three teams, we were fine. But like, it started to get a little dicey if you had more. If somebody was like Vista Green. It's like, man, your, your color's not even in our colors. You know? <laughs> um, but so, so my last year, Todd, my brother, his last year playing, I coached his like, we called it pre prep. It was like 13 and 14 year old basketball. Um, so I was like probably 18 or 19 and I coached him. And so we were Vista Blue. And so we had said way back then, we had said this would be a funny band name, Vista Blue. No one would know what it is. And so, yeah, so, you know, I guess uh, like 17 years later, when we needed a name, we went to that. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and you guys are the uh, one of the few that have done songs about the Olympics. 
<laughs> and curling. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not a lot of people do songs about baseball. Even less bands do songs about curling. That's true. It's, it's just bonies, right? Might be well, yeah. Well, one. they well we got so that the whole thing was like a joke. A lot of what I do is like my friends will say something online, like you should do this, and then I end up doing it, like just because <laughs> it just sounds funny. And so we were doing an interview with Mark Houston, who is awesome. Um, he was interviewing us for Zisk, uh, baseball magazine, and um, just after our first record came out, you know, it was all baseball, and he was like, "Are you guys going to write about other sports? You should write about curling." Or I think he was like, "You should write something for the Olympics." And my brother said. I want to do a song about curling. So then, I don't know, I guess like the next year when the Olympics were coming around, somebody was like, hey, you guys said you were going to write a curling song or you're going to do it. <laughs> and and I said, I'll, I'll do it if the Zambonis... And I, I I only knew Dave from a little bit. We used the Zamboni song on the uh, on our sports podcast and, and I talked to Dave a little bit, but I just tagged him on Facebook and I was like, I'll do a curling record if the Zambonis write curling songs and do it with us. And again, I was just joking and Dave was like, let's do it. Let's do it. So... I couldn't get a label to find to do it, so I, we just did a Kickstarter. I was like, if the Zambonis want to do a split record with Vista Blue, we're going to get it done. So I did a Kickstarter, and that's how that happened. Yeah. What but, was that? The Olympics in 2016? The yeah. Olympics? Well, uh, it would was be it the 2018 Winter 2018. Olympics. Yeah. And is that the one where the U.S. curling team we won did, gold? Yeah. Did yeah. Thanks yeah. to us. Yeah. Yeah. We did thanks it. to yeah. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did. And, and you know, the Zambonis had only ever written hockey songs. That's it. They're uh, they played at NHL All Star Games. They uh, wow. they are on uh, the NHL video games, the EA Sports games. They you know they're played in hockey arenas around the country. Um, they've only written hockey songs, and I got them to do two curling songs. <laughs> it's amazing. That's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> well, so. guys, I appreciate your taking the time to uh, come and talk about some some music. Uh, we got uh, time for one more song. Is there anything that you really want to? here uh, on the way out what's a good way to wrap up the season i think ken had some stuff uh i don't know if i have anything that's a good ender um <laughs> i mean that that count basie song doesn't really uh <laughs> count basie doing jackie robinson we could uh, do what's the uh, jolton joe dimaggio sure jolton um, joe <laughs> Uh, or we could do something uh, just coming out from uh, Vista Blue. Maybe there's a, another great. Uh, um, what's the water cooler one? Oh yeah, Tommy. Tommy broke the water cooler. Tommy broke the water cooler, <laughs> right? Or stealing signs. Stealing signs. That's that one of was our more just uh, like that was the one we did this year. This year or last this year? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Let's take okay. it out with something uh, relatively yeah. new. Before we get to that, um, any. Um, projections any uh you know predictions for the end of the season who's gonna win it all who's gonna blow it all i'll just go out on a limb and say the mariners are not going to the playoffs <laughs> that's my prediction um yeah we got a world series coming soon um, yeah. you know, no one's talking no one's talking about milwaukee and sure. milwaukee's a solid team that's true um, they got a good team up there i'm not gonna say they're gonna win everything but uh they're definitely a shark in the water um just about, because no one's paying attention to them. Scary thing about Milwaukee. Can, sorry, the scary thing about Milwaukee is the three starters, and the, which is basically yeah. what you need to win. Yeah. they got the yeah. three starters. They, they have pitching. Yeah, no kidding. And uh, what's his name is back to hitting uh, long balls again, right? Yelich. Who's that? Oh, Yelich. Yeah. Yeah. Playing a little bit. He's he's uh, he's come alive uh, recently, sort of. Although I, I don't think he was ever now. <laughs> yeah, I mean. 
I don't, I, I don't hate the Brewers, but yeah, they're pesky. I have to hate. Yeah, have yeah. To. The Brewers yeah. and the Cardinals. Oh man. Yeah. And the Cardinals are on a, a streak, right? What if yeah. they won like 13? twelve? I think. 12, yeah, uh, 14, no, they're, yeah. they're at fourteen right now. Fourteen yeah. in a row. That's pretty amazing. They're beating really the Cubs again as we speak. Yeah. And I just want to—I want to go out right now and, and thank Max Serger for making everyone forget about uh, Trevor Bauer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's, uh, that's right. Um, the Dodgers, you think, Ken, they they going to pull it out or are they going to have a miracle and overcome San Francisco? For they're they're a good team, but they don't seem as magical this year. You know, I say this: they have ninety nine wins; they're, they're one behind. Uh, I just don't see them as being as magical as uh, other years in the past. Um, who knows? I, you know, I, I hope they do. But, uh, you know, as Mike said, uh, I've, I've seen my win, my, my team win a couple World Series. and Actually, <clears throat> I've seen them win three. So That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, like, like I was saying before, for me, it's the journey. Uh, I'm prepared to have my heart broken because that's usually the result for all of us sports fans except for one you know, one team or whatever. So uh, I just, I love the season. I love baseball. Um, I love the drama, postseason baseball, October baseball. Even, yeah. even now, late late September baseball has become, you know, really something to watch. So enjoy right. the journey. This is what I, I say. love watching the, uh, the contenders, the player contenders for MVP and stuff like that. Like watching Bryce Harper have this second half of his season that has made the Philadelphia Phillies a kind of contending team. I mean, they probably aren't going to make it into the playoffs because of the way things work out. But you were saying, Ken, you, you think an MVP should be on a, a guy who makes a difference for his team. There's a guy who's made a difference for his team. And he is amazing. The New York Times just ran a a news profile, not a sports profile, a news profile, like on their front page about him. Uh, and it is, it's pretty incredible how he's uh, sort of, resurrected the end of his career a little bit yeah i mean he's still a relatively young man well he's kind of mid-30s and at that point you know uh that's when players tend to you know injuries catch up with you that's why i'm like amazed at the giants have so many older kind of mid-30s players buster posey the guy's still catching games yeah and that is hard work uh, I don't think he's going to be an MVP, but that team is full of guys who are kind of MVP-ish. Yeah, and as much of an avowed giant hater as I am, um, I, I really uh, treasured the rivalry between them and the Dodgers. The Padres yeah. started this this year saying that they were going to take the West, and they were the Dodgers' main rival, and everyone's like, you know, win something once. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they tore the city apart because they won the wild card game last year. And uh, that's that's been their big claim to fame since what? Since 84 or whenever they went to the, the World Series. That's right. Uh, until they win something, they need, just need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they get a couple of, I mean, Tatis is the real deal. Even if he struggled a little, he's young and he's going to be an amazing oh, yeah. player for Yeah, he's know, got 40 something home runs or whatever. He's 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 a generational player. Um, but, you know, talk is cheap. Yeah, that's. That's true. We do a lot of talking about everything but baseball in Seattle. Uh, we talk <laughs> about every other sport. Now we have a hockey team here. Right. Um, I've never been to a hockey game in my whole life. So I might have to do that at some point. Although they you know, named got, them the Kraken. 
Oh yeah, right. Exactly. In right. my uh, my dynasty football league, so we can hold the players forever. I've got Wilson and Lockett, so I'm kind of a Seahawks <laughs> fan. You know, so. Yeah, there you go. They they lead, they they've led me to some victories. I'll bet. Don't get me started <laughs> on last week's Seahawks game. Well, sure. Yeah. You see how you see how stole my coach. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> and it's so far he's uh, won one and lost one. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, uh, all right, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, we're going to take you out with one more song from Vista Blue. Again, thanks to DJ Kim from the Shingles, Mike from Vista Blue. Appreciate your guys taking time. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you so much, Rob. Uh, great to hang out with you guys. Um, talk baseball. All right. I'm Mr. Swab. Thanks for listening. Really not.